Welcome to the podcast of Westminster Presbyterian Church in Greenwood, Mississippi. We are a community of Christians that exists to make disciples of Jesus Christ and influence the Delta for the glory of God. More information about Westminster can be found at www.wpcgreenwood.org. Yes, I'm Brad Mercer. Yes, my wife is Cindy. Wave, Cindy. There, there she is. Um, what a blessing uh, to be back. Look, I didn't play a, a large role. I don't consider myself as having a pl- uh, played a large role in the history of this church, but the history of this church played a large role in my life. We talk about you behind your backs all the time. It was a meaningful, life-changing time. And isn't it wonderful to hear person after person after person talk about the faithfulness of the preachers and the preaching and the leaders down through the years? I, I have a, a friend who keeps track of things that people say to him following sermons, and this is true, just a few examples. He once preached a sermon, and a lady came up and said, Pastor, Pastor, and she was serious. Pastor, pastor, every sermon you preach is better than the next. (laughs) Some of you got it. True story. Pastor, pastor, another lady comes up, and she's very sincere. She means it. Pastor, pastor, your sermons are like throwing water to a drowning man. I could go on just one more. This is my favorite, I think. Very sincere, true, true stories. Pastor, pastor, uh, your sermons meant so much to my husband. It's not the line yet. Hold on. Your pastor, your sermons meant so much to my husband after he lost his mind. Uh, um, with that, I realize I'm standing between you and the, the video But turn in your Bibles to Psalm 119, or you can see it in your bulletin, and you might be wondering why in the world I would want to use a word like pain in a sermon of celebration. I'll tell you in just a moment. Pain and praise. Isn't it amazing that the longest chapter in the Bible, if you count a psalm as a chapter, The longest chapter in the Bible is about the Bible. Psalm 119. The longest chapter, 176 verses. So let's start reading. No, just kidding. We're not going to read all those verses, just a few. In fact, the very end of Psalm 119 sort of crescendos into a summary of what it's like to live in this fallen world. What it's like to live faithfully in um, this fallen world. And I want us to notice a couple of things. I want us to notice pain, and I want us to notice praise. They often go together. Sometimes more pain, sometimes more praise. But as we've We've said there, there were people that were sitting in these pews down through the years that aren't here anymore. 
you will one day not be here anymore. And we, we grieve losses, but we praise God as we consider those who came before us. So whether it's a life of an individual, a family, a church, this church, pain and praise are central to who we are. Lord, as we read your word tonight and spend a, a few minutes listening to you, we pray that you would give us ears to hear. As has already been mentioned, we're not interested in playing church. We're interested in being the church. We're not interested in being religious. We want to know you, we want to know one another, and we want to serve both. We pray that as we read your word now, you would help us by your spirit to behold beautiful, wonderful, life-changing uh, truth and power in your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going, to re I'm going to read 169 through 176. This is God's Word. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your Word. Let my plea come before you. Deliver me according to your Word. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, for your law, your word, your scripture is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you. Let your rules, your word, your scriptures your directions, help me. I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant, for I do not forget your commandments. And that's the end of the longest chapter in the Bible. This is someone who throughout this psalm is expressing the whole range of human emotions passion, desire, hurt, pain, sorrow, tears. This is someone, if you know Psalm 119, who seems to be enduring persecution. He's being attacked. He's being hunted down. He's being followed. He's experiencing a lot of hard things, persecution, falsehood. He's crying out for help. Rescue me, find me. I have gone astray. I remember the day that we were in this sanctuary, and I was right here, and I was preaching and following the sermon. My wife walked down the center aisle and said, i got to tell you something. Um, we've just gotten a message from the Army. Harrison's been in a battle, and he's hurt. Harrison, our son, uh, was a paratrooper, uh, went to ranger school, paratrooper. Um, he was a sniper. I, it, you know, it sounds like I'm exaggerating, so I don't talk about it a whole lot. He experienced some very hard things. 
jumping out of airplanes. The more I talk about it, he obviously takes after his mother. And Cindy said, I, I don't know yet what it is, but whatever it is, it's serious. So she ended up contacting them, and yes, he's been wounded. I'll never forget the day. I think, these, I think I've got this right. I double-checked with Stephen. Um, we canceled the Sunday school classes, came into the sanctuary, and this whole church prayed for my son Harrison. That was hard. Pain and praise. He ended up being okay, by the way. He, he, he has a number of wounds and a purple heart, and if you want to know, he's, he's out now and, 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 and doing well. When we first moved here, we spent a year living with Gene and Jerry Stancil in the mother-in-law place. I learned a lot about a lot. I listened a lot. We think of them and we feel pain. I miss them, so do you. Gene, one thing you may not know about Gene, he, he battled various you know, battles, theological battles, church battles, and leadership battles, and all of the things we see in life. But the battle that I particularly enjoyed watching him fight in and around his house was the battle against chipmunks. No, he had chipmunks, and they would be up in the ceiling and up in the attic and around the house. So here's, I remember him walking to the living room day, I've got the answer. Here's, here's the answer to chipmunk problems. Uh, fox urine. So yes, it's true. He would walk around the house spreading fox urine. I think, where am I? Lunch after church on Sundays was feast day in the Stancil's household. And you know, Gene struggled with health issues for many years, but on feast day, he'd eat chocolate. And so would we because this is feast day. We were here just a few weeks ago. Unfortunately, we couldn't get here for Gene's service, but we were here just a few weeks, weeks ago for Jerry's. And he was right there. And I grabbed his hands and I looked him in the eye. I said, I love you. And he said, I don't think I'm going to last much longer. And I said, I just want you to know what an impact you had in my life. And many of you could say the same thing. It's painful. And look, there's pain. You've heard preachers say this. There's pain on every pew, all down the pew. Um, relational pain whether it's a divorce, any kind of broken relationship, whatever, cancer, uh, taking care of parents, uh, young people, children, teenagers that have gone astray, disagreements, we could go on and on, and with pain comes temptation, right? The temptation to get angry, the temptation to give up, 
the temptation to say everything's fine. The temptation to be stoic. I've got this. As you have heard from this pulpit, and has already been, we've heard the testimonies already, year after year after year, faithful teaching of God's Word. And that inevitably tells us to go to God's Word, go to God's Word, go to God's Word, go to God's Word. God's Word isn't just data, it's God speaking. And when God speaks, people change. Churches change. Community changes. The world changes. He says in 119, in 161, Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law, your Torah, your instruction, your scriptures. Great peace have those who love your word. That's 165. Nothing can make them stumble. 169. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. He cries out in the midst of his pain. I long for, I plea for, I have a, a niece who just graduated from that, that university north of here that starts with an O. It's great. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have anything to, any, I went to University of Texas, so I don't have to get involved in the state Ole Miss thing, but she just graduated and she wanted, you know, you can put a, uh, a, a a brick in the, in the sidewalk with a quote on it, and I was so proud of her, she put Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight. She wanted people to see that. To go to the Word, to go to the Word, to go to the Word in their pain. But we don't stop there, do we? We also are people, I, I, I know you well enough, it's been a while since I've been in this pulpit, but I can look out there and I know your pain. But I'm going to challenge you to praise. No, no matter what the circumstance, uh, listen to this, 164, seven times a day, I praise you for your righteous rules, words, statutes. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, because all your commandments are right. Let my, and this is 175, let my soul live and praise you. Let your word, your rules, your scriptures, your statutes help me. I will never forget standing in our living room in Jackson, years ago, as we were going through the interview process to possibly come here. And our daughter came in and said, I, I want you to meet somebody. His name is Scott Archer. Oh, Scott, nice to meet you. Where are you from? I'm from Greenwood. They don't know we're interviewing, by the way, to come to this church. True story. They, we're, we are interviewing to come to this church. 
we're, they're walking in the living room, and, and Hannah's saying, I want you to meet Scott Archer. He grew up in Greenwood. Oh, where'd you go to church? Westminster? And Cindy and I look at each other. Oh. Um, the first wedding I did in this church was my own daughter's to a son of this church. And it, the, the wedding was wonderful, and it was profound, and it was meaningful, but boy, the party at McLeod Meek's house after it. <laughs> that guy can party. Thank you. Uh, now that I've got your attention, <laughs> thank you for all you did to help us pull that off. We'd never done a wedding before. And you were there for us. Praise God. And all the time building relationships with you and walking with you. I still remember when Richard and, and Anne Marie came. I remember weekly lunch meetings with, with Richard. I mean, we saw each other a lot, but we deliberately get together and we talk about you again behind your back. We thank God for his faithfulness. We think of the women's Bible studies and the men's Bible studies and all the art that Cindy did and still does kind of all over town. Praise. What is that anyway, by the way? What is, what's praise? We talk about praising God <laughs> and uh, praise music. Praise the Lord. Let us sing to his praise. The word is mentioned hundreds of times in the Bible, 134 times by my count, just in the Psalms. What is it? Whatever it is, it's very important. The uh, faithful Oxford Dictionary says, approval or admira uh, ad admiration of someone or something. Another dictionary definition, favorable judgment of uh, a Bible dictionary would say something like an expression of worship that recognizes and acknowledges God as the ultimate source and giver of all good gifts. But this next point I'm going to make won't surprise you. There's a little section in C.S. Lewis's book, Reflections on the Psalms, called A Word About Praising. Go read it. Not right now. Uh, go, go, go read it. And Lewis, as he often does, it begins with a, by draw, asking a question, drawing us in. He says, you know, I, I always wondered about what this praise is because it's something we do not admire in other people. In other words, if you know someone that's constantly seeking praise for themselves, we don't typically think that's a good thing, but that's what God does for himself. And then he says this, the most obvious fact about praise strangely escaped me as he's trying to figure it out. I thought of it as in, in terms of compliment or approval or giving honor. I had never noticed that all enjoyment spontaneously overflows into praise. The world rings with praise. Readers praising poets, walkers praising the countryside, 
players playing their, praising their favorite game, uh, food, motors, horses, colleges, countries, goes on and on. We praise all kinds of things. And just as we spontaneously praise whatever we value, we also spontaneously urge others to join in praising it. We delight to praise what we enjoy because praise not merely expresses but completes the enjoyment. You know this, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy Him forever. And then he says, in, in commanding us to glorify Him, God is inviting us to enjoy Him. It's the humblest people, he says, I've noticed that praise the most and the most arrogant praise the least. Because they often focus on their own grievances. Then he says this, here's the zinger. Praise is inner health made audible. Praise is inner health um, made audible. Um, David himself says in, in Psalm 138, Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. We can think of time after time after time in the past here, tonight, and by God's grace in the future, that through all of life, we will all together in this church, as in the past, focus on God's Word in the midst of all the pain and the praise. Focus on His Word, whatever the circumstance we mentioned what is the chief end of man. The second question, what rule has God given to direct us how we may glorify and enjoy him? The word of God, which is contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testaments, is the only rule to direct us how we might glorify and enjoy him. I'll close with this. We lost two titans Speaking of pain, we lost two titans in our denomination not long ago, Harry Reeder and Tim Keller. And I, I, was, I was fortunate to, to meet them. I didn't know either one of them uh, very well. Um, we had Harry Reeder in our home for, for dinner once, and it was a wonderful experience. But I'll never forget when I heard Tim Keller before he was Tim, Tim Keller. Years and years and years ago, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, he was giving a, a lecture on Jonathan Edwards, and he says, I want to sum up this sermon for you. And I'll never forget it. He said, our bad things will turn out for good. Pain, sin, fallenness. Our good things can never be taken from us. Salvation, new birth knowing Jesus, the best things are yet to come. Eternal life, the presence of Jesus, no more pain. And then he said, he turned and he said to all of us, do you find Jesus useful or beautiful? 
Is Jesus a means to getting something else? Or are you just obsessed with him? Because of all that he has done for you. And he says, if the most powerful person, the power behind the universe, loves you with all his heart, soul, strength, and mind, and you can see that on the cross, why are you afraid? May God continue to richly bless this place, this church, this building, most of all, you. His people do not be afraid. In the pain, praise. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your word. It's powerful. It's life-changing. It creates worlds, and it changes individual hearts. We thank you for this uh, place. We thank you for the, the history. We thank you for the past, the present, the future. Uh, this is a, <laughs> it is a wonderful place. It changed our lives, and yet, uh, we, we can all, you know, we don't always agree around here. And we have pain and we, we struggle and we strive and it's hard and we're sinners and we rub up against each other and, we, and we're born and we live and, we're, and we die and we get cancer and all, all that stuff that comes from living in a, a fallen world and all that pain. And we are not going to deny that because we don't deny the pain that Christ endured for us on the cross. We, we have fellowship in his sufferings. But more importantly, we remember that you keep your promises. They can never be taken from us. And the best is yet to come. Pray your rich blessings going forward on Westminster Presbyterian Church. And we pray all these things in the name of him who came such a great, great distance for us, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hi, Richard Owens here. I just wanted to take a second to say thank you for listening to the podcast of Westminster Presbyterian Church. Our prayer is that the Lord would use this message to encourage you in the gospel and that you would find Jesus to be more beautiful than you ever, ever imagined. If you'd like to find out more about who Jesus is or more about our church, I invite you to visit our website at wpcgreenwood.org. God bless.